I'm in celebration mode. Anybody else in celebration mode? I've been made new in Jesus. Anybody else made new in Jesus this morning? Praise the Lord. So today, I get the privilege of kicking off a new series, 10-week series. And it's all about, like, what's next? Like, what do you do now that you're a Christian, now that you've been made new? Now what? Now what? And we're calling the series Lead. Not like the lead that you get poisoning from, but lead like living empowered daily. Say that with me. Living empowered daily. Because as a Christian, one who has been made new in Christ, guess what? That means I'm a follower of Jesus. Again, anybody, raise your hand. Anybody a follower of Jesus here today? If you're not a follower of Jesus, I would love to talk to you. And I would love to help you get on that journey because it's the best journey ever. I mean, it'll change your life forever. But if I'm a follower of Jesus, well, then guess what? If I'm the follower, who's the leader? Jesus. Yeah. We're following. He's leading. Which is really funny, by the way, when we say we're a follower of Jesus and yet we never do anything he says or asks us to do. That's, that's like, are you sure you're a follower of Jesus? <laughs> but we're a Christ follower. But aren't you thankful? Man, I was, I was so excited this week work, working on this message. Because aren't you thankful that you don't have to be a Christ follower on your own? Like in your own strength and in your own power. And that's really good news that you don't have to do it alone. Because, by the way, if you tried to follow Jesus, like the perfect son of God, the perfect son of man, the one who's perfect in all its ways, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. If you tried to follow him just like in your own, in your own flesh, would that ever work? No. See, to follow Jesus, I mean to truly follow Jesus. And I'm not talking about on Twitter or Instagram. That is a whole other way of following. But I'm talking about following him, like obeying his commands, actually going where he's going, following his ways, following his teachings. Well, guess what? Then you're going to need help. You're going to need his help. And that's exactly what he's done. He's given us his help. Listen, I'm going to do a lot of scriptures today, but listen to this one. He tells his disciples in John 15, he goes, I'm going to send you the helper, the helper from the father. And the helper is the spirit of truth who comes from the father. You want to memorize a verse, memorize that one. That is good news today. Jesus has sent you a helper, the Holy Spirit from the father. And we got through that book of Acts, and that was so fun. We, we spent forever going through it, but it was so powerful. You see this played out. You see the Father send the Holy Spirit. You see him send the advocate, the helper, the one who leads and guides and convicts and empowers. What? To follow Jesus. I love how he explains it, Jesus, in John 14. He says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Everybody say, all things. He's going to teach you all things. Who's going to teach you all things? The Holy Spirit. But he goes on to say, and to bring, and I'm so thankful for this because I'm so forgetful. But he says he's going to bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. How precious that is, life spring. This is the prophecy of the Ezekiel fulfilled. Remember what the Lord said through Ezekiel. He said, I'm going to put my spirit in you and I'm going to move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Have you read that one before? That should be a really encouraging verse today. That's what you have in the Holy Spirit. That's what you have because of Jesus. The Holy Spirit always pointing you back to the teachings of Jesus. The Holy Spirit always bringing to remembrance the things that Jesus has said and done. Even moving within you to what? To follow and walk out his commands. Got to do that one off mic. 
online wouldn't like that one very much. So for the next 10 weeks, that's what we're going to do, taking a deep dive into all of this, how to live in and with and by the Holy Spirit. Before we get started, I have a question for you. This is a really important question. You don't even have to ask, answer this out loud. I just want you to think about this question. Do you even want this? Do you want to live empowered daily by the Holy Spirit? Because I can't answer that one for you. That is a question you get to answer for yourself. So take a hard look at your life. Even allow the Lord to examine your heart. Where you at with all this? Because I believe this. I'm, I'm, I believe this with such confidence. If you really want to live the life that God has called you to live, live the life that God has destined you to live, living empowered daily by the Holy Spirit, it is the only way to live the Christian life. I believe that. It is the only way to live the true, abundant Christian life. Again, I'll never forget when we were in Acts, and we got to Acts chapter 6, and look what happens in Acts chapter 6. This is verse 1. It says a complaint arose, a complaint between the Hellenists and the Hebrews, the Hellenistic Jews and the Hebraic Jews. The Hellenists, the complaint rose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Keep that up on the screen if you would. Because do you know what that is, church? That's what we call a problem. Have you ever had a problem before? That's a conflict. That's a complaint. You ever had someone complain to you before? No? Oh, man. What job? Wait, what job do you have and how much are you making? <laughs> Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. But it's a complaint. It's a problem. It's a conflict. Did you know that there are still some problems, some conflicts going on? And by the way, not just out there in the world somewhere, but like right here in the church. But this is so good. Who do they turn to for help? I don't want you to miss this today. Who do they turn? This is their solution. I want, I want to read it to you. Verse 3. They say this. They say, this is what we're going to do. Pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit. Everybody say, full of the Spirit. Full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. Later, we're told Stephen, they've chose Stephen. And what does it say of Stephen? A man full of faith. And there it is. Say it with me. And full of the Holy Spirit. I believe this. The problems, the issues we're facing in 2023. Again, out there, but also right here. They are in desperate need of believers who are full of wisdom, full of faith, and who are full of the Holy Spirit. Lifespring, is that us? Right? Is that me? Is that you? I hope it is. I hope it is. Because honestly, again, I think this is what it's all about. One of the greatest joys of being alive in Christ, made new in Christ, is that I don't have to journey through this life. All of its ups and downs. All of its problems. All of its conflicts. I don't have to journey through it powerless and alone. No, see, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, in the grave. We just celebrated it on Easter. But because of Jesus, I can live full of the Spirit. It's Jesus' righteousness, Christ's holiness. And now as the glorified, the exalted, risen Christ, He has made this vessel worthy to be filled with the very personal presence of God. That's what I have in Jesus. May I be open, even right now, this morning, may I be open to what that means 
in my life. I woke up my poor daughter. She just told me she's tired because I woke her up at 6.30 in the morning. She's downstairs. I'm upstairs. But you know what I was doing? I was shouting in tongues, praying to the Lord, asking him to fill me again. How dare I try to go through this life without the power of the Holy Spirit? May I be open? May you be open? I, I don't even want to say this, but how often I encounter Christians who are not open, who are still resisting to what God wants to do, not just in their life, but through their life. But I want you to be open today, church, because you're working in places, you're in rooms I'm never going to go in. You're going into places and environments and atmospheres I'm never going to be in. Pastor Dan is never going to be there. But you're there. And if you're there, I hope the Holy Spirit is there. Right? Where, where, where the, when the people around you, and you got people, I'll never meet, but you got people around you, family members, co-workers. Rudy was praying for our family members and our co-workers this morning in pre-service. But you got some people around you. And I just would encourage you in this. I want to inspire you in this. And may the Lord just stir your heart in this as the people around you face obstacles and challenges and problems and trials and all those things. Just like in Acts chapter 6. Wouldn't it be awesome if those people would say, you know what we need? Oh man, You know what? We, we need that woman. I, I think she attends Lifespring Church. Yeah, we need her because we heard that. She, see, this is this is a pro, this is an issue. But we need someone who's full of wisdom, full of faith, and full of the Holy Spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. See, that's how He moves. That's how He's working. He is accomplishing His purposes. He is fulfilling His will. But how is He doing it? It's by His Spirit, and it's by His Spirit in us and through us. Glory to God. Glory to God. May we hunger for that. May we hunger to be daily filled. Ephesians 5.18 tells us that we're to be daily filled, daily empowered, so that we're ready. Ready. Right now. I don't care how long you've been alive. Today is the day of the Lord. And would you be ready to do what He wants to do today? Be ready. Athletic position. Be ready. Be ready. Stephen was ready. For 2,000 years, believers have been ready. Are you ready The only way to be ready is to be filled up, filled up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Take a breath, Dan. This is a subject I enjoy. You you guys know that about me. If you've spent any amount of time with me over the years, you know this is what it's all about for me. I love seeing people come alive in the Spirit, to live filled up, to live empowered. It's what gets me up in the morning. I mean, you could even say maybe it's my calling, but don't you know how callings often arise from really negative situations and, and uh, kind of things that you walk through? And I'd say that for me, it's arisen in my life because unfortunately growing up as a Christian in the church, and maybe you can relate to this, you actually get to witness and come face to face with a very different version of Christianity that is actually void of power. Have you ever encountered that before? It's a version of Christianity that says... You say yes to Jesus, you get that fire insurance. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The fire insurance, the get out of hell free card. You kind of just keep it in your back pocket, and when you die, you pull it out. Oh, going to the good place, not the bad place. Got my card. But in the meantime, nothing changes. You just kind of survive, arms folded, grumpy look on your face, living the rest of your days on this earth with kind of that, take me now. 
Look, you ever encountered that before? Take me now. It's a version of Christianity that doesn't require radical surrender to the power of God. It's a version of Christianity that doesn't require a sensitive yielding to the to move of the Spirit, where He affects not just my words, but also my choices and decisions. No, it's a version of Christianity that's really a box that you check on the survey. A box that you check compared to the radical spiritual transformation of heart and mind that changes everything. And it's depressing to say, but I've witnessed that version of Christianity in far too many people over the years. So have you. And if we're honest, sometimes it probably is you. But then you read the Bible, and it just doesn't fit in the Bible, does it? When you read the Bible, that version of Christianity, when you read the Bible... That's not the abundant life that Jesus came for. That's not the abundant life that he died for. That's not the abundant life he had in mind when he told his followers, don't leave Jerusalem. You wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water. Oh, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Remember, John says uh, in John 10, 10, uh, Jesus declares this. He goes, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, the full, overflowing, abundant Zoe life. It is found in and with the Holy Spirit. John, he says this, Jesus, in John chapter seven, he goes, if anyone is thirsty, you remember this one? He goes, let him come to me and let him drink. See, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. And he goes on to write by this. He meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. See, that's what we we have in Jesus. We have the life of the Spirit, and it's an abundant life. Pastor Laura just prayed it this morning in pre-service. She said, it's not a life that's like a stale pond. And the stale pond has that, what is that? Like, is it just pond scum, right? Like, who wants to dive into that? It's not a pond scum kind of life. It's a rushing rivers of living water kind of life. I mean, I love it. You read at the beginning of the Bible, you see the rivers flowing out of Eden. You read at the end of the Bible, you see the river flowing. You have the river flowing inside of you in the mighty name of Jesus. Because I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prisons, doors, let the captives free. Oh, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well. And make me whole, spring up a well. And make me whole, spring up a well. And get to me that life abundantly. That's what we have, church. Though I loved that song as a kid because I always thought we were singing Spring Up a Whale. And I love whales. I think that's the southern version. Spring up a whale. <laughs> that's what we have. Life in the spirit. And I know I'm excited today, but my dad, I love that he's here. And I guess you just are going to come every week, but I keep on talking about you. But it's just so like he's here. You don't understand. I've been a pastor for 18 years. For 18 years, I've never had my dad coming to church every week. So I'm just so happy that he's here. But I remember I had season tickets to the Seahawks. Remember that? Two years. And it was so expensive. Like, why didn't you stop me? Like, what what was going on there? I was like 18 years old. Like, damn. But anyways, you're so good. 
he said, well, go ahead, go. Go crazy. Cheer for the Hawks. But if you're going to cheer that much for a sports team, then how much more are you going to cheer for the Lord and Savior of all? And so ever since then, my life's been exhausting because I love the Seahawks, but I have to love Jesus even more. So I learned how to do cartwheels. <laughs> are you guys? No. Oh, That was hilarious. Show, show you. Um, I do have good medical insurance, but. But church, we got ten weeks, and and with it being ten weeks, we're going to get into the specifics. We're going to talk about baptism of the spirit. We're going to talk about gifts and fruit of the spirit. But today, I was like, man, how do you just start a service? How do you start a ten week series? So I was praying on Tuesday morning, and I asked the Lord for a word, and He gave me literally, He gave me a word. And it's hilarious because this is actually what we talked about Thursday night. So I think God is in this. But the word is this. It's with. With. And if you're taking notes, just write that one down. And let me explain this a little bit. See, I love to walk. I really do. During COVID, I was walking everywhere. I mean, I love all the different places. I mean, you, you guys know the go-tos. Rustin Way. Anybody love to walk and Rustin Way? So good. Head up to Enumclaw. Go up Mount Peak. Uh, Inner Urban Trail. I know some of you kind of don't like Seattle. I love Seattle. So Pike Place Market, a mall walker. I'm totally a mall walker. Outlet collection. Like it's all indoors and it's a track. It's beautiful. You just go around that track. Ikea, one of my favorite places. You, 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 you know what I'm talking about, right? You start upstairs. You do the whole thing. You follow the arrows. And then you go downstairs and you do it again. Or this week. Yeah. Or this, Oh, and then they got some food. Well, moving on. But then Thursday, Mary and I were at the Washington State Spring Fair. And we were walking. Well, actually, there I'm just eating. So you eat a couple of those, you got to walk even more. But one of the things I love about walking, and maybe think about this the next time you're out for a walk. And this isn't real profound. It's subtle. This is simple. But I'm just convinced a lot of people don't think this way. When you're walking, wherever you're walking, remind yourself, I'm walking with God. You're walking with God. I mean, how many people are trying to sell you something to try to help you get to God? But because of Jesus, you're already with God. You're with the Lord. That's one of the greatest things about the new covenant that has been established by Jesus and his blood. Remember in the Old Testament, and we've been reading Deuteronomy. It's just been blowing my mind. It's so good, so rich. But remember, in the Old Testament, people had to walk to God. Jewish families, three times a year, remember, they had to go to Jerusalem. Or just think about it. For how long did God's people have to go to God in the tabernacle? Go to God in the temple? But even there, think about it. The priest, he was the one that got to go into enter the Holy of Holies to encounter God. And how many times a year did he get to do that? Once. But see, with Jesus, I'm walking with God. I'm not walking to God. I'm walking with God. This is huge. This is a mind shift that some of us need to make. It's a walk by the Spirit, as Galatians talks about. It's an opportunity because of Jesus, a daily opportunity, a choice, a decision to walk with God. It's like those people in Acts chapter 2. We all know Acts chapter 2. We love Acts chapter 2. But think about all those people who came to Jerusalem, and they'd come from all over the Roman Empire. They were there to celebrate the festival of Pentecost. But then the Holy Spirit comes. Again, you know the story. 
We're told that even 3,000, glory to God, 3,000 people repented. They were baptized, and it says they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But think of this. Some of them probably went back to their hometown. And for some of them, it was probably a long walk back home. And yet, think about it. Because of what happened that day at Pentecost, I mean, their walk there was something, but their walk back home was a whole other ball game. You know what I'm talking about. What a joy-filled, life-giving walk that must have been because they were now walking with God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? Do you remember when you became a Christian? It was like, whoa, what is this? And, well, I'm watching the same movie, but I feel a lot different about this movie. I just said the same word I'd always said, but I don't know if I should be saying it. Why Why do I even think that way? It's because the Lord is with you. Praise the Lord. In fact, I want to encourage you next time you're on a walk, wherever it is, just tell yourself before you even begin. And the older you get, the more a walk is like you've got to build yourself up for it. You've got to, like, eat good breakfast. You've got to, you know, just psych yourself up. I'm going to do this. Because everything within you is saying, I don't need to go for that walk. <laughs> I'm just going to stay home. But next time you're getting ready for that walk with God, just remind yourself, I'm not trying to find God. Now, I am a pre-med biology major. I love nature. I get what people mean when they say they go out into nature to find God. I get that. Anybody wired that way? Like, beautiful. Obviously, God is on display throughout creation. But I challenge you, the next time you go on that walk, next time you go up to Mount Rainier, remind yourself, at the beginning of the hike, I'm walking with God. Like, he was with me when I woke up in the morning to get ready. He was with me when I got in the car. He was with me when I realized I was low on gas. I needed to stop at the Tahoma Express and get some gas. He was with me when I listened to my favorite podcast. He was with me when I changed my favorite podcast because I didn't like what they were talking about. You're still with me. And he's going to be with me when I find a parking spot at that really beautiful hike that everyone else thinks is really beautiful as well. But he's going to be with me there. But he's going to be with me when I get out of the car. He's going to be with me. He's gonna, And yes, he's going to be with me on that beautiful hike. And yes, he's going to inspire me. He's going to speak to you. I'm going to meet with the Lord, but be encouraged before you even took a step. He was with you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I know it's simple. But I want to encourage you. He was with you on Friday when your job got so stressful that you were crying out, oh, if I could only quit. He was with you. He was with you when you and your spouse got in the fight, the argument on the way here to church. He's with you through boring sermons, bad sushi, sleepless nights. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you. You've been on a walk with God ever since Jesus came into your life. Don't believe the lie that you've got to jump through all these hoops to finally find God. Don't believe the lie that you've got to go on this epic journey to meet with God. God is already with you. Yes, you can have a radical encounter with the Lord and transformational moment. But remember, He's with you, and it's not because of anything you've done. But it's because of Jesus. We're singing about Jesus. We're singing about His sacrifice, His death, His resurrection. Because of Jesus, the victory that we have in Jesus, we now have this sacred, holy opportunity, the privilege, the honor, oh, what joy to walk with the Lord. I mean, can you imagine our Old Testament friends? They'd be like, wait, what? What? You get to walk, what? And then they say, why, why, are you, why are you taking it for granted? Why are you ignoring him? Why, why are you acting like he's not even here? He, you mean he's with you? 
Praise the Lord. Right now, church, in this room, praise the Lord. He's with us. And are we willing, in a moment, just like right now, are we willing to let him just baptize, just immerse us, head to toe, fully covered, and just fill up to overflowing with his spirit? Are you willing? Are you willing to let him fill you with the power of his spirit? Look at what he says in John 14, Jesus 16 and 17. He goes, I will ask my father. We just covered this Thursday night. And he says, and he will give you another advocate to help you. Here it is, church. And to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Here it is. For he lives with you and will be in you. At the very beginning, Adam and Eve were told they walked with God. Wow. In the garden. But we know the story. Our sinfulness, our rebellion, our desire to define good and bad, right and wrong, tragically causes us to be removed, separated from that garden. But praise the Lord for Jesus. He did what only he could do. Through his death, through his resurrection, he made a way where there seemed to be no way. But what did he make a way for? He made a way back to a garden relationship with God. Did you know that? Back to the garden. No longer hostile toward God. No longer an enemy of God. I once was an enemy, but no longer. The veil has been torn. I read that last weekend. The veil is torn. Jesus has made a way for you and I to enter the Holy of Holies. And not just once a year, but every minute of every day of every year. And not only do we get to now go into His presence, but because of Jesus, His presence enters into us. Thank you, Lord. Like even now, we know Peter says that we're like living stones. Living stones being built together into a spiritual house. We know Paul says in 1 Corinthians that our bodies are the very temple of God where His personal divine presence dwells. So this is a game changer. A game changer for us. This changes everything. It's a new way to be human. Because that means wherever you go, wherever you are, Wherever you go, wherever you are, in your best moments when everything's going right, but also on your worst day when it's all falling apart, but also in every day in between, the Lord is with you. He's with you. He's with you. Again, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I would love to talk to you more about it. Because God wants to be with you. He wants to save you of all your sins. He wants to make you brand new, give you a new life in Jesus that you might live with him forever and ever. If that's you, again, I would love for today to be the best day of your life where you say yes to Jesus. Now, if we kick off this series, and as we we do, I I just wanted to get that one settled. (laughs) Because this is what I wrote. I said, because in a world full of talking heads, people on YouTube... Twitter, good-looking people on Instagram, pastors, theologians, and other religious leaders are all telling us the secret to find God, or the seven steps to find God, or the pathway to find God. And yet, if you've said yes to Jesus, and I hope you have, you don't have to go through seven steps to find God. He's already found you. 
He's the one who says, I've come to seek and to save the lost. In Jesus' name, he's with you. So give him permission. Even now, as I'm blabbing away, give him permission in your heart, in your mind. Give him permission to come upon you in power, to move in your life in power. Not just to take residence in you, but to move, to move, to move in power in you and through you. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And that life is found in and with and by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, well, I, I, I'm, I think you're going to love this. I wanted to make some time for three of my friends to briefly share what it looks like for them in their lives for the Holy Spirit to be with them. So would you please give a big live spring welcome to Nathan, Debbie, and Kylie. Let's invite them up to the stage. spirit means for me and to live daily by it is that it's like having a best friend um, every single day but only Jesus can fulfill Um, I've come to realize in my life when you invite the Holy Spirit into your heart you see the effects of the Holy Spirit in your life and um, example I was uh, hiking at Mount Rainier National Park last summer and I was (laughs) talking to the Lord and I invited the Holy Spirit into my heart and I asked him to reveal more of himself to me. And in that moment, after I said that prayer, a butterfly landed right on my finger. And I realized in that moment that the unseen is just as real as the seen. And since then, I've been living with the Holy Spirit, and it's changed my life. And it's available for all of us today. Debbie, and um, oh, there's so much I could say, and the Lord is just so good and so faithful, and I was thinking, you know, by his power, it's by his power I have been saved, and I have, and I have been sealed, and I have been sealed, and I have been sanctified, praise God, and then the Holy Spirit in my life, he is my comforter, he's my encourager, he's my teacher, he's my counselor, and the list just goes on and on and on. And um, about two years ago, at this almost in June, uh, my husband passed away. And if all of you know what it is to grieve, and it's a, it's a hard thing to go through. But by the Lord and the Holy Spirit abiding in me and me abiding in him, he, was, he filled me with joy. He gave me hope when I didn't have hope. He took my fear, and not that it didn't come back every once in a while, but he's, he's good, and he's faithful, and he knows us. And um, so that abiding presence that he had over me, and it was a, it's a wraparound presence. It's not something that just comes and it goes. It wraps around us, and he doesn't leave. And so I'm just so very thankful for all that he is in my life, 
And um, I was thinking when Pastor Dan was talking about the the Thursday group with the noisy men over there and the quiet women over here. (laughs) We were sitting there in this big circle, and it was kind of spread out. And uh, Jeanette from the front of us, she told Laura, who was leading us, she said, I can't hear you. And so Laura, she says, well, come over here and sit next to me. And I thought, oh, Holy Spirit, that's you. That's you. You call us to come and sit next to you and to lean in and to listen because it's an active relationship. It's a personal relationship we have with the Holy Spirit. And it takes us to want to cultivate that that closeness. And, um, And it's an ongoing process. And um, but that's okay. That he is just so so very good. Thank you. Wow. So, oh, or not? Okay. Um, I was looking at my notes because apparently I think I have a longer speech than everybody else. But uh, I was looking at my notes and I couldn't tell the difference between my notes and the Bible app, which is open right next to it. So I was like, oh boy, here we go. Um, and so we heard uh, Pastor Dan quoting today, uh, John uh, 7:38, that the Holy Spirit is like a stream of water. And that's so true. The Holy Spirit is like a powerful river impacting everyone that you interact with because God uses you to interact with everybody. He shows himself through your daily actions. Um, and he has created such a bountiful relationship where he's provided... Um, the help we need and the strength to reach out for the help and to not feel embarrassed or like we're a burden. He has provided um, outlets for us to talk about our faith and to continue to grow for for the kingdom of God. I used to just sort of go with the flow, you know, just sort of shaking the chill away, like not really knowing what I'm doing, just sort of not really living for anything, um, not really having a purpose. And, you know, I really felt like nothing would be different if I had just one day magically disappeared. But... When I went to summer camp last year, woohoo! you guys should sign up for summer camp. Uh, it's open. Registration's open. Um, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time, and that's when something I noticed something had changed. And so I decided to work on myself. I was like, hey, let's just put some dedication in to just see what I can do. One month. That's it. It's way longer than one month. It has been almost an entire year. And I have created such a passion and a hunger to just continue to know and um, uh, just to get to know God through the Holy Spirit who has guided me to pray for whatever I need. And whenever I was a little too proud of myself, it might have needed to be knocked down a little bit. The Holy Spirit has just really helped to uh, tone my anxiety down to where I can barely even – I feel it now. There's a lot of you out here. But most of the time I I can't even feel it. He has helped me manage my depression to where I'm looking forward to life on a daily basis and where I'm excited to see what each day has to bring. Amen. And through, this, uh, through my journey of discovering who I am for the kingdom of God, I have rededicated my life and become stronger in every way. My faith has grown to where I talk to God on a daily basis, just like he's my Abba, because he is my Abba. He's my father. I talk to him each day about what upsets me, what I'm grateful for, whenever I need strength. He is my go-to. And none of this would have happened if I hadn't put my faith in God that one day in summer, surrounding myself to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. But come on, church. We know there's no such thing as coincidences. 
He has, he has had this plan for me since way before the day I was born. He has known my plan. He has known my name. He has known my life. And he has provided good things. So today I will continue to talk with the Holy Spirit and ask for his guidance and protection over my life as I continue to grow for the kingdom of God. Give it up one more time for these incredible people. Man, worship team, you can come on up. Rudy, if you don't mind, you can start playing. Would you stand with me, church? That's so good. It's so beautiful to me when you think about living in 2023 and what the Lord has given us. Right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have invited us into that relationship that they've had together since before the beginning of time. They've made a way for us to be there with God. You're with God. The Father wanted to be with you in the garden again. So he sent his son to die on the cross for your sins. And he did it. The perfect son of man, the perfect son of God, he did it. He bore all the sins of the world on that cross. He died. But he didn't stay in that grave, did he? No, he's vindicated. He's the exalted one. He's the risen Christ. Death and sin had no hold on him. He burst out of that grave. And he was exalted and even now sits at the right hand of the Father. And as he sat down at the right hand of the Father, he asked the Father, Would you send the Holy Spirit in my name to help our people, to help our sons and daughters, to help humans made in our image? Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Father. Praise the Son. Praise the Holy Spirit for what God has done. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. I don't know why you came this morning, but this is a house of praise to praise the Lord for what He has done. Because He made a way where there seemed to be no way. The veil is torn. You have direct access to the very throne of God. Tap into that today, church. Tap into that today. Tap into that. I'm so terrified sometimes, and I know I shouldn't be, but what terrifies me more than anything is the Christian who's been a Christian for 40, 50, 60 years who knows all the verses, and yet you don't even want to be around them. They're so rich in theology, but poor in the Spirit, poor in the joy and the life that is found in the Spirit of God. And with all the right answers, they're just being toxic, causing death and destruction wherever they go. I don't want to be that person. Rudy and I were just talking this morning. We got some hard things going on in our lives, but we don't want to be that person. We want to be soft to the Spirit and soft to the Lord, flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, but also just displaying the fruit of the Spirit. He wants that for you. And if you're struggling in that area, If you're just feeling like there's a hardening going on, 
There's a stiffening going on. Let the Spirit again wash over you. Let the rushing rivers of His Spirit, the river of life, not just flow around you or by you, but flow straight through you. I'm talking to all of us in this room who've been walking with the Lord for a while. We need a new day today. We need a new day. And that's what he's given us in Christ. He's given us a new day. We're made new. So Holy Spirit of God, fall fresh on us again. Fall fresh on us again. Even now, just begin to move in this place. Move in our hearts. Move in our minds. Move in us, Lord. Move in us, Lord. Some of us, we're we're just gripped by fear. We need your peace that passes understanding to flow in us again. Some of us, we're angry. We're angry, Lord, and we're taking our anger to all these different places. May you be a safe place for us to take our anger to you, to process those emotions with you, Lord, and with those around us. Lord, would you just even now, by your Spirit, remind us that there is an abundant, overflowing Zoe life that is found in the name of Jesus, that you came that we might have life and have it to the full. Lord, you're not here to condemn us. You're not here to shame us. But you are here to set us free. Set us free, Lord. Set us free. You've come for freedom. Set us free. Set us free, Lord, that the river would flow again in every way in our lives. Set us free. Set us free. Holy Spirit, come. Set us free. Holy Spirit, come. Set us free. That this would be a Jesus revolution of your Spirit coming and calling sons and daughters back to you back to a garden relationship with our maker, with our creator. Set us free. Set us free today, Lord, where the enemy thought he had a hold on us, where he thought he had his grip on us, where he thought he had caused us to truly live that downward spiral of death and destruction. Set us free from that in the mighty name of Jesus today. Lord, set us free from his lies. Set us free from his deception. Set us free from all those ways that he continues to cause us to live lukewarm, powerless lives. Set us free. Fill us up. Empower us again by the Spirit of God that we would live awake and alive, made new, brand new, a new way to be human, a new way to walk this earth, a new way to talk, a new way to engage with other humans, a new way to go to work, a new way to treat our friends and our family, a new way to raise our kids. Set us free today by the power of your Spirit. Set us free. Set us free. Set us free that we would be awake and alive no matter how many days we have left on this earth. They would be fruitful lives. They would be life-giving lives. They would be joy-filled lives. Lord, I pray that for every day in this room that not one more day would be snatched and stolen by the enemy, but every day would be lived to the glory of God for your kingdom and for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's sing together.